What's up, Conroe? Get ready for a brand new edition of the greatest uh, radio show in all of Conroe, probably? Maybe? Maybe this is Nerd Thug Radio. No, it definitely is Nerd Thug Radio, but it might be the best show on Conroe. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. This is Corey DLG, and with me as uh, occasionally, actually always on Nerd Thug Radio. Right, I'm always here. Always here. Little brother Nico. That's me. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Be sure to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio or nerdthugradio.com for all of your nerdthugradio entertainment. Woohoo! Uh, big shout out to our sponsors, The Adventure Begins and Cox ATA. We'll be talking about them a little bit later. Um, yeah, man. Uh, how was your St. Patrick's Day? Are you as hungover as the rest of the world? Uh, no. Oh. I was, I was very sober. I ate a lot of pizza, though. I don't think pizza's Irish. No, it's not. I mean, I don't know a lot of the rules of Irish, because I'm not it, but I don't think pizza is it. Look, if it's food and drink, I got the food part down. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, like if you're going to master something. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I'm with you. I got it. I mean, that's not unreasonable. Um, yeah, okay. Good point, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I got it. St. Patrick's Day is the one day of the year that I'm uh only white. Only? Yeah. That makes sense. Just like Cinco de Mayo is the one day of the year that I'm only Hispanic. Ah, reasonable. It uh it's like a lunar eclipse thing. It's a weird <laughs> it affects my genealogy. Uh, it changes things. I I can't explain. Your beard it. gets more red, right? Or or more or black, right? Yeah, you, depending on depending just on depending on which one, right? Yeah, I just turn into a full on Santa Ana. <laughs> I lose a leg for a day, for only one day, only one day. It's it's like um, I'm it's like, like a werewolf, but only for a specific day, and only for like a specific uh, heritage. So yeah. This uh, is the Y wolf. I am the I'm the Irish wolf and then the Mexican wolf. Sad. It's a real disappointing version of the werewolf. <laughs> Little known, but very <laughs> Little known. Very disappointing version of the werewolf. Is it transmittable? <laughs> uh it is, but I have to bite you, which means I have to chase you down, and on one of the two days I only have one leg. It's not really a convenient situation. Ah, uh, I see. So I mean, yes with an asterisk. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yes, but it's not going to happen. Right, you could get it, but good luck. <laughs> it's gonna uh, be real hard. <laughs> likelihoods are low. Um, that's like, yeah, you could die of the plague, but you probably won't. <laughs> you probably die of something else before the plague. Yeah, because the yeah, it's gonna take a long time for the plague to. That's what I always thought was like weird was like death statistics where it's like you're more likely to get struck by lightning seven times than win the lottery. And you're like, well, am I ever going to win the lottery then? (laughs) Right. But there's always more stories of people winning the lottery than getting hit by lightning seven times. You know what it is? I I feel like we don't read the right news sources. Yeah, maybe that's it. We need to get on lightningtimes.com. And check them I'd, out. I have seen a video of a guy get struck by lightning, stand up, start walking, and then get struck by lightning a second time. <laughs> really? Yes. And then he fell over that time. I don't know if he lived. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He's probably dead. <laughs> prob- yeah, you probably watched a Faces of Death video. Way to go. Um, I saw a headline one time that made me laugh too hard. Like, I couldn't click on the article because I was like, I need this to be true no matter what. Right. <laughs> I don't need any sort of yeah. <laughs> substantial. <laughs> right. Yeah, the headline was, man, uh, man's house has been hit by meteorite six times. Suspects aliens are behind it. 
I just think some aliens are like, hit him with another one. Yeah. Beep. What's, what's Dave up to? Throw a meteor on his house. Let's hit him again. <laughs> and they're all just laughing about it like they watch his reaction when he's freaking out. Another one. Come on, man. No. Only one. Allstate already canceled my homeowner's policy. This is out of pocket now. This right, is ridiculous. Yeah. Where's our farmer's meme about that? Yeah. <laughs> aliens kept hitting this guy's house <laughs> with meteorites. <laughs> We called it a weird coincidence, and we covered it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't like... Because there are times when they step in and they go... Mm. What? <laughs> so, like, when we were when we were little, uh, my sister and I got in car accidents within, like, four months of each other. Um, Solid planning, by the way. Oh, man. My very first accident, and then, like, two months later, Jen, uh, Jenna's very first one. And I was... Both my parents were at work, and she was kind of freaking out, so I was taking care of, like, the phone calls and everything. And um, the insurance guy was like, well, the good side is you guys have automatic renewal. But the downside is this is going to cost you. And in my head, I was like, it didn't even dawn on me that the insurance would be like two accidents. I'm out. (laughs) I'm done. Right. But like the two youngest drivers on the plan did just have back to back accidents. So. Right. Yeah. But there was like five people on the plan. So, I mean, Eh. you know, I mean, that's not even like half the plan. Right, no. That's less than half the plan, actually. We were looking good. 40%. Right. That's pretty solid. <laughs> By my math, we were fine. Uh, but yeah, like it didn't even dawn on me that the interns might be like, we're not covering you guys anymore. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> this is my insurance is a scam. Um, Feels that way anyways. It does, it does. All right, let's get into some nerd news here. Oh, fun. Yeah. How much like time it's we It's called got? Nerd Thug Radio or something. We got like six minutes. Good. Okay. All right. So this story has kind of been percolating, going around back and forth and back and forth, and we weren't really sure where it was going to land. I think I think I see now the path for this. All right, you see the future. I think so. Uh, the new the new mutants movie. All right, the one that's been reshot like twice now. Okay, it hasn't been. It's only once. It's been re. It was reshot once. It was scheduled for more reshoots after Disney announced the merger. The reshoots never happened. And they, the schedule never got made for them. Nice. So, like, everyone was on hold, like, well, I can't sign this, I can't do that until... New Mutants. Right. And Disney's not going to put any money into a second set of reshoots. So, I think what that means... Is it dead? Uh, no, I think it's going to be, like, a Disney Plus release. So, like, Disney Plus is on pace to debut, like, the end of this year. Sometime, somewhere. Oh, the streaming service. I think this is going to be, like, uh, their big pop when they when they debut. Brain. Because they're doing a lot of animated stuff, which is going to take some time to, to roll in. Right. They're And they've announced some Avengers things, but I haven't heard anything about, like, Sebastian Stan shooting or anything like that. Or uh, Ashley or uh, Elizabeth Olsen shooting anything either. So those two miniseries, the Scarlet Witch and Loki, right, the Scarlet Witch and the uh, Sebastian Stan's the Winter Soldier. Oh, so wasn't Loki getting one too? Uh, Loki's supposed to get one too, but it's supposed to be some kind of prequel. So I don't necessarily know that that means Tom Hiddleston is in it. Mm, maybe. Um. So I think what happens is X Men Dark Phoenix, or Phoenix or whatever they're calling it, Dark Phoenix, right? Yeah, Dark Phoenix. Uh, that's summer. That's July, and then I think. Somewhere between September and November, they announce they release Disney Plus, and, and, then, and New Mutants is like a like a premiere event with it. 
I think that's an interesting take on it. Um, because otherwise, you d- if you're going to release a movie, you, you either do the reshoots or you don't, and then you set a release date. You want your... So Hellboy's release date snuck up on everyone, and it just came up, and it was like, hey, we're going to release in a month and a half. And no one really even realized that right, they were... Gonna, yeah. And the reason I think that happened is because David Harbour is one of the stars of Stranger Things, and Stranger Things is going to have a tight shoot schedule because Netflix wants to crank out. They're, they're, they're averaging a season a year with that, unlike most of their shows. Right, yeah, because that was honestly, like, I want to say, like, the other shows that they've had have been pretty big, but I want to say that's probably the biggest cultural hit. Uh, Orange of the New Black was probably bigger. Orange yeah, but, yeah, but um, I'm saying, like, lasting impact, like, after the second season came out, like Stranger Things was still just as big as when it came out the first Yeah, time. but that's because comic fans are not going to let that go. And also Orange is the New Black. I mean, they're they're finishing their sixth season. This is going to be their last season, but yeah. I mean, they had a really strong run for about 5 years there where they dominated the the No, that's cultural true. conversation. Um, I mean, a- Amber Rose comes out of that. Uh it's a second career for uh Donna from that 70s show. There's a lot of people who, who've gotten recognition for that. That's true. Um, but no, I, I feel like this is Disney Plus's like big thing. big lead, like right hook. Because Fox put the money in, and now these reshoots would probably come out of Disney's end. And there's no reason to there's no reason for them to put any money into it. Right, yeah. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, especially if it's like who's gonna watch the new mutants movie in theaters. Right. Uh, one thing that did, so here's, here's a quote from Kevin Feige. Feige. Uh, Feige. Um, Fig Newton. Nope. Uh, this isn't actually a quote from him, I don't think. I don't, this is kind of a weird thing. Talking okay. about him. It, it's, it says, okay, this is what the, this is, this is, I'm reading from comicbookmovie.com. It says, that obviously makes sense because Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige are planning to reboot the X-Men universe and a new report from Vanity Fair now confirms that it will be a likely casualty of the merger because of its moderate budget, younger cast, and the smaller spectacle make it the perfect title to send directly to consumers. Ah, uh, hit him with the old Netflix direct-to-video horror movie. Yeah, kind of. Um, now, there was talk at one point after Logan that the little X-23 girl was going to get added into this movie. That would really make sense timeline-wise, but okay. Also, well, I think they were just going to move the timeline for New Mutants back. Um, like just into the future, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Just bump it all 15 years into the future, and then you're going to go, hey, these are uh, these are New Mutants. Excellent. Um, and Because apparently Fox loved her performance and was, was ready to kind of give God, her... That movie was so good. It was. It was great, and she was great in it. Right. Um, and they were ready to kind of give her the make her the new Hugh Jackman kind of of the franchise. But between here's what I think really killed it between all the big actors coming back for one more movie and then this becoming like the B movie and then Disney buying Fox. Like all the all the pieces like behinding and exactly. backing it are exactly. just like slowly dis- dissipating, and they're so, like, "All right, we got left with one guy." <laughs> right. So like, why build a franchise around this? Because you're not going to own it. You're not going to own the rights anymore. You're well, not going to own the rights. None of your characters are going to be relevant. None your, yeah, none of your characters are going to be relevant. So there's no need to keep sh- showcasing her and stuff. And on top of all of that, 
it's not even scheduled for a theatrical release. Plus, you now have a bigger X-Men movie. Because originally, when they were talking about doing an X-Men Phoenix, the young X-Men, like uh, Sansa Stark and all of them, were signed for multiple movies. But... They already, they're, they're through their contracts now. They are now. But the Jennifer Lawrence, James McAvoy, uh, Michael Fassbender, Nicholas Holt, they, they're done. Their contracts were done. So they all came back for the last one together. And, I, and it kind of sounded like the conversation for them was... We're done. Eh. Then I guess one more time. I guess the paydays one were right for the four of them. And so they, that was a nice one. Uh, I guess they decided, well, I guess we can do one more round. Plus, they're going to end everything. Yeah, that makes sense. But if those four don't sign, you could put the little girl, you could put X-23 in that movie and in the New Mutants. Yeah, you could do everything. Well, yeah, because, I mean, what is it? I mean... It's not going to hurt anything. No, you're building her popularity, and she carries Logan into the new movies. It, then Hugh Jackman doesn't have to come back, even though we all love him. Well, and, and he can't, because he doesn't have a time machine. Although, if there's one person you wish did... Be Hugh Jackman. Right. Uh, all right, we're going to jump out here because uh, Hugh Jackman didn't show up when I said that. I was kind of waiting for a second to see if he was going to time travel to that point and thank me, but he didn't. Uh, so we're going to jump out to a break, and when we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! And next Saturday, they've got Pokemon, and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Man guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the Nerdvana you deserve where The Adventure Begins. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. It is you. It's true. I pointed at you and everything. Yeah. I was like, that's little brother Nico. That's the, that's the guy, and that was me. And then the police were like, okay, and they were nodding. Right, yeah. yeah. And By I the way, a, after the show, they're going to they're gonna serve you. I'm booked. One. Yeah, that warrant's coming to roost. Um, Before we get into anything here, let me tell you guys about my friends. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. It's now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they've got Pokemon going on, and next Saturday, they're going to have Yu-Gi-Oh! 
And coming up this week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd. They're going to give away some freebies, including buttons and bookmarks and a couple other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pull box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering 10% discounts for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're a Hellboy guy, you can order Hellboy books and then get 10% off. Also, just a heads up, coming up next week for Tuesday night going into Wednesday, they're going to be doing a midnight release for Batman issue 1,000. That's a big number. Yeah, Superman just had his 1,000 He did, months ago. with uh, Brian Michael Bendis wrote, uh, wrote it. I do have that one. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah. I, nice. I, Look I, picked, you. I picked it up because I was like, this will probably be relevant at some point. At some point. When you can give it to your kids, it will be worth money. Maybe. Maybe. Your kids will be like, you're crazy, old man. Stop talking to me. So I'll get the Batman to go with that one. There you go. You get that Batman at the Adventure Begins right there in Conroe on 1488. Good um, it is, it is. Okay, so we got more movie stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Disney, um, Disney's been making some interesting decisions this week. Yeah, uh, when are they not? Now that they're the, <laughs> now that they're like the the house. Oh, right, yeah. Now okay. That, now that they own everything that's relevant in media. All right, I'm nerds. gonna give you a little timeline here for all of the stuff that happened. So about a month ago, DC Comics came forward and said the direct market isn't working how we want it to, which I agree. I think I think the direct market needs to change. The direct market, what that means is comic books ship directly to specialty stores. It's now hard to find comic books anywhere other than comic shops. Now, DC Comics was trying to change that, and they were releasing these 100-page giants every month of specialty books, and it was like a bunch of different stories together. Uh, they are releasing it them. directly at Walmart. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them before. Uh, the comic book shops got upset. They didn't like that. Um, and there's a lot going on behind the scenes of all this. The terms from Diamond, who is the exclusive distributor of all comic books. There's not another distribution company or network. Which, what does that count as a monopoly? But all right, whatever. It, 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 yes and no. Diamond says they don't do anything to make themselves the only shipper. And other people are welcome to ship comics. It's just other people have had zero success shipping comics. Also, Diamond has locked up exclusives with the big companies. Right. Okay. So they're like, yeah, you could have your own shipping company. You just can't have Marvel, DC, Image, Valiant, or Dark Horse in it, which is like... Oh, the entire comic book industry. It's 96% of the direct market. Uh, <laughs> there's, so, one pu- there's one shipper for a publisher. I mean, honestly, like some guys in a basement. Yeah, I'm being very, very honest. If I were to do a comic book company today, I would ship and distribute, and I would do all of it myself. Um, I would look into getting a, a print-on-demand machine. It's probably like sixty, seventy grand, but I would look to do everything myself and try and keep as much money in-house because, and then just work directly with the stores. Because I don't know, because the, the big complaint is that Diamond doesn't offer a lot. Right. Um, and they don't do a lot either to grow the market. Um, they're honest, just a distributor. And that's how they view themselves. Uh, and I think they're basically just making 20% to ship stuff around. Um, but the issue is the direct market as a as a whole isn't working, everyone feels like. Everyone feels like things thing need to change. Right. But no one knows what the changes need, and no one can agree on what the changes need to be. So out of that conversation from DC Comic Books comes this crazy rumor that Disney would is considering canceling Marvel Comics. 
just eradicating one of the big three. This is 100% not true. Uh, but what started it was, first of all, Joe Quesada, who's now, I think, like the president of Marvel Comics, and C.B. Sebelewski, who is the editor-in-chief, you know, scheduled a Joe conference at uh, South by Southwest. And when they announced it, people were putting two and two together and getting eight because DC Comics said the direct market isn't working. These two are going to be at South by Southwest to make a big announcement. Obviously, it means Disney's going to cancel Marvel Comics. Um, and then Marvel Comics cease to exist. Right. Uh, that's 100% incorrect. They were actually just going to go, and actually they were scheduling it to talk about new opportunities and new things that come out of comic books because comic books are kind of where they test ideas and then the popular ideas wind up in the movies. Right. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a broad and then narrows down to like the specific ones that do well. Exactly. It's a microscope to the concepts. Hey, this idea works. This idea doesn't work. Spider Gwen blew up and was a great idea. So she wound up in the spider verse movie. Right. Um, the winter soldier storyline was a big idea and it, paid off beautifully and brought a character back into the Marvel fold, Bucky, who'd been useless and dead for 70 years. Now so he's relevant again. Now it's a movie. Um, I mean, all of these different things, they all originate from the comic books. The core concepts of all the movies all come from the comic books. So basically what they were doing was kind of reminding everybody that this is the first step for the, for the storytelling right. process. Everything gets battle-tested right there in Marvel Comics and the things that work are eligible to be made into movies. And so they're 100% correct. They're, there's not a cheaper, better way to find out what works than comic books. Right. Because it also it also functions because those are the people who are going to be dedicated to something. It, well, well, most importantly, it's just a sounding board. It, like, when they Ru- come out with the character... That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 70,000 people are checking it out, and out of the 70,000 people, 60,000 people think it's great. Well, then when we go to a movie we're going to keep a 70-80% right. approval rating. So it's just a, it's a cheaper way than making demos, than making animated shows, than making live action shows. The best way to test these ideas, comic books. Um, so from there, Brie Larson, star of Captain Marvel, had said some things that had upset some hyper-conservative people, had right. bothered them. Uh, I'm offended. They were very offended. Um, And so from that, they said, now this is the same group of people who got mad about when Roseanne got fired, they retaliated and they got James Gunn fired because of some old tweets he had made. Mistake. Guardians of the Galaxy was a good movie. So Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and 1 were both great. James Gunn had had kind of a universal idea for a trilogy uh, in its own little space. And basically what happened was there were some tweets he made before he was ever even a real filmmaker and someone dug him up, and Disney was like, listen, there's a lot of people upset, so we're going to let you go. We don't want to deal with it. Um, so that same group of people decided they were going to vote with their dollars, and they said, we're going to go see Alita Battle Angel instead of Captain Marvel. So opening weekend of Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel makes almost $200 million, right? Solid. 165 170 something like that, domestic. Um this we're just wrapping up the second weekend. They're projecting that in two weekends worldwide, it's going to make uh, almost seven hundred million dollars, making it the best March release ever, except for Beauty and the Beast. So Disney owns one and two in March. Oh no! Um, it's like James Cameron, <laughs> right? I know, right? So beyond that, though, Alita Battle Angel last weekend 
made $3 million. Right, yeah, because it's Alita Battle Angel. Well, but if those people had been a lot of people, the number would be bigger. But basically what happened is they told on themselves, right? So they said, we're going to vote with our dollar. So they all went, and they showed a measurable metric how many people were upset about Captain Marvel, Brie Larson comments. It was $3 million worth. Not worth. So what did Disney do? This week they hired James Gunn back to uh, direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So what happened, personally, my view, is that they, they heard the media uproar, and they didn't know how to quantify it. They, were, they said, oh, man, this means, a lot of people were mad at this us. This means Batista's back. He's Drax. Right. <laughs> right. So, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of people were making noise. So, Disney was like, oh, man, a lot of people must be mad. So, let's get out of it. Now, fast forward. Same people making the same noise this time. And this time, they said, we're going to vote with our money. And the end result of that voting with the money is $3 million. So, now Disney has quantified what the angry minority sounds like. Versus what it costs. The answer is not a lot to them. Three million dollars. So they James, brought back James. Gunn. So they brought back James Gunn. Now the only thing that's, that is kind of sticking is that he's he's already committed to Suicide Squad two. They have to wait until that's over. Um, so I'm Guardians, fine waiting. So Guardians of the Galaxy three is probably a 2021 release now. Oh, it's so far. Oh, future space year 2021. But is it so far? It's, it's literally it's 18 months away. It's not that far. No. I'm just I'm just like complaining. Also, that year sounds like the distant future. It does. We live in the distant future now, if you were Christopher Columbus. Um, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong about that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so honestly, what's going on here is that vocal minority priced itself. They've they've revealed what they cost. And the answer is not a lot. Not enough to make it worth it. So Marvel's going to go ahead. I'm so happy. This is, I'm really excited. uh, A lot of people are. And honestly, I think it's, there was a time when you had to stay away from scandal, and apparently we as a country no longer live in that time. It was it was a, it was a brief moment in our history when Twitter was the way to destroy people's careers, but now people have stopped caring again. Well, I think I think what happened is literally they measured it. Right. You know, um, like we're fine. Well, yeah, because the Connors came out and they had a little mini season without Roseanne. And uh, I don't bl- I, didn't, I never heard any numbers, so I don't think it did very well at all, and I don't think it's coming back. Um, and so they now know, okay, it's TV big, not movie big. It's a lot of people for a TV show. It's not a lot of people for a movie. I mean, $3 million worth of people is probably enough to make or break a TV show. Right. Not a movie, though. Not a movie. Not a movie if you're raking in $150 million. Right. <laughs> Opening weekend. Right. Now, I think if Captain Marvel would come in at 90 85 opening weekend. I think they I think would they would have kept gun away. I think yes, absolutely. I think they would not only would they have kept gun away, I think they would change how media interviews went for Avengers. Makes sense. Like you probably wouldn't see Brie Larson by herself. If you notice Tom uh if you notice uh Spider-Man, what's his name? Tom Holland's not allowed Tom, by himself. <laughs> he's not allowed by himself because every time they get him one-on-one in, in media interviews, he accidentally gives something away he's not supposed to. Right, yeah. Uh and even with other people, he gives stuff away and then someone has to go, wah, 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 wah. um I think it's really funny. It is, but what that means is Disney has handled it. Right. They love Tom Holland, they think he's great. 
we're just not going to let him do media by himself. <laughs> and so what would have happened is Brie Larson probably would have had to sit next to Mark Ruffalo and uh, and like Stan Sebastian or something or Sebastian Stan, whatever his name is. I always invert it. Uh, would have to sit next to them and just and just be quiet. They probably would have told her, yes and no answers only, please. Uh, but in the flip side, does 155, 702 weekends. It's fine. Say whatever you want. It's fine. Say whatever you want. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 3, 2021 probably. With all that being said, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! And next Saturday, they've got Pokemon, and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Men guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the nerd vana you deserve where the adventure begins. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Oh. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> I tricked you. It got me. Uh, this is Corey DLG, and with me, as usual, is little brother Nico. That's we are, me. We're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. We're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Be sure to check us out at NerdThugRadio.com or Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Uh, before we get too, too far into this. I want to give you, we, we don't do this ever. I can't tell you the last time we've told you to listen to someone else. Oh, man. Is this, a, we, is this a recommendation? Or it's a they recommendation. Make, or what they call a shout out? A shout out. Uh, the Pooh Podcast. The Pub Podcast. I don't know how to say this. I don't have a good British accent. Uh, there are a couple of British blokes, though. Uh, and they just, they were talking about music this week. We're going to post the link up. Uh, you, got, you should check them out. They're a lot of fun. Uh, they're funny. They keep, like, their outtakes in. Um, so which, like I said, just, it's a little bit of them messing up and then like the actual show. Yeah, but it's funny. It's It, it kind of keeps it loose. They're probably funnier than us because they're British. Ah, it's the accents. The British version of everything is funnier. That's that's fair. Isn't it? Right. The Office, Ricky Gervais is a funnier Steve Carell. That's fair, but I'm pretty sure people would fight you on the street. They might, but it's, I feel like everyone just likes Steve Carell. Like he's so likable and Ricky Gervais isn't. Ricky Gervais is kind of a, a jerk. Fair enough. As I catch myself. <laughs> right. He's going to call him something else there, but it, he comes across. I've never met him, but he seems like he's kind of a jerk. Right. 
Um, Steve Carell's just lovable. Steve, he just, he feels like America's dad, right? Right, yeah. Oh, America's dad, Steve Carell. Right, exactly. Do you think it's because he was a 40-year-old virgin? Maybe. Like, do you think there was just something very non-threatening about a guy who doesn't know how to have sex with anyone? Right. Fair. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. I'm spitballing. <laughs> anyway, the uh, the po- the poll podcast. The poll. The poll podcast. Right, I can't yeah. do it. Like, it doesn't sound... It's not happening. I sound like an idiot. You're trying. too You're too Texan. I'm very Texan. The Lone Star State is large in me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, make sure to check them out. We're going to have a link right there on the uh, Facebook page for you, so... Note to self. You know, I think we say a thousand times we're going to put stuff in the Facebook page. I think our follow through on that is about 9%. Right, and it's all Joey? I, I mean, I wasn't going to give him any credit for it. He's not here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but. By the way, if you drink milk, check the side of the carton. He's on it. Hi, yo. Oh, he's missing. Get it? We don't know where he is. We lost him. Uh, no, he's he's on the road. He's on. He's actually getting. He's He's on his way into town right now. So he this says. Instant. Check the roadways. Look to your left. Look jo- to your right. Is there a Joey there? <laughs> Joey could be anywhere. Do you know they used to do that? Um, they used to show like wanted posters in movie theaters, and then they would raise the house lights and tell you to look to your left and look to your right. Isn't that a messed up time to live? Like where they were like, we don't have uh, very good telephones. We don't know where anyone is. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Like now with the advent of modern technology, like missing persons are like. I feel like a whole lot more serious, like when you can't contact someone. Yeah, like if you can't get a hold of somebody nowadays, it's a real issue. Like they're gone. <laughs> but like it also made like criminals back in the day like celebrities, right? Right, yeah. Because like their face was everywhere. Their picture was everywhere because they, everyone was looking for them. So like that's why like the Babyface Nelsons and the uh, Bonnie and Clyde and like all those guys, really they were killers, but... You there, know, there was celebrities of the time. It became romanticized because they were. You're right. They're celebrities of the time. Uh, I was watching a documentary about Andre the Giant and how he was like, he's the last, he's the last myth of the world because his time was right as the advent of television and national television, international television, and the internet. And so, like, by the time, so like his own parents didn't realize they knew he was a wrestler but they didn't realize that the giant that they were hearing about was him because you were still uh flyers and stuff were still hand drawn so like that's like weird to think about right but you're talking about 1960 something 1970 something where like uh copy uh copy quality was so low that you may as well just draw it strange and so like he was the they were they were talking about it and they kind of point out like the era, like he was known worldwide as the giant, uh, but so few people even knew him and encountered him because he was traveling all the time for work. Um, and so, like, he was the last myth of the world. Huh, neat. It, it was kind of a neat thing because you're you, when they're talking about it, you start to realize, like, yeah, it's kind of right. Like, there was no way to really, like, it was right before CNN and all this, like, a decade later and it wouldn't have worked. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so. Well, it's certainly would have been a giant. I don't think I have anything. Would have, I don't think I would have changed much. Right. Well, I mean, there was another giant. There was the Big Show, and he was called the Giant in WCW, and he he was very Andre the Giant esque in stature and build, and the way he looked. But because of the information age, it just didn't have the same effect. Yeah. No. 
There's something neat about like something that's told via like mouth or like right, like an like oral a story. history. Yeah, exactly. And that's you're right. And that's kind of what was Andre the Giant was like the last story of Americana, kind of strange. It is weird. It is weird. Um, what times we live in now? We're about to. We're encroaching on this future space year 2020. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mars colonies. Where you at? Um, tell everybody about Cox ATA before we get too much further into all this. Uh, <laughs> Cox ATA. They got two convenient locations. One in Magnolia. One in Conroe. Very convenient. Uh, they they teach all kinds of things. They got self defense, Taekwondo, Tai Chi. You know, all kinds of self improvement. They got classes from from the little ones from like three years old all the way up to like 93. Trying to stay in shape. Trying to lose some weight. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. You get two free weeks of training. Remember, they teach you life skills. They build leaders. And they leave a legacy. Um, so they're kind of going around. Um, this news story broke. And it's about, it's about the influencers and all that. It's two different news stories about influencers. I think it kind of says something. Like, like the new age, like Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How much time we got here? We got a whole three minutes. Okay. Poop. Because we could do we could do like a whole thing on this. We might come back to this too. So PewDiePie. Right. Alleged, or not PewDiePie. Well, PewDiePie's in trouble. So that's a whole other thing. He's always in trouble for something. Uh, but this time again. Uh, Ninja though. Ninja got paid a million dollars allegedly by Apex, the new Battle Royal game. To stream 24 hours, his first 24 hours in the game. Um, and allegedly, Apex pulled aside about 20 of the top Twitch streamers two weeks before the game came out and had them playing for like four days together. I guess kind of getting them hooked, really. Right. And then being like, okay, when the game comes out, like you guys should play. And then probably cut all of them checks, honestly. Um, so from that. You know, because games play, pay people to play their games, so other people will pay to play their games. So here's the thing about that. Largest at, brain. At first, I was like, that's stupid. It's a free-to-play game. It's a free... Exactly. But then I started... First of all, there, there's microtransactions. But beyond that, paying Ninja a million dollars is probably solid gold in, like, gaming currency. Like, in, like, uh, street cred for gaming. Right. For how big of a streamer he is, however many you know people he pulls in daily, uh, it's something. It's 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 twenty some odd million people follow him, watch him. What what are you talking about? Twenty some odd million people consider themselves fans of Ninja. It's pretty good. That's a real. Do you know how bef- we were just talking about? They couldn't measure. They didn't know the size of the crowd who was against these things. James Gunn, Brie Larson. You can measure that 20 million people watch him. Right. That That is a massive amount of power for marketing in, in advertising purposes. And so um, I read an article one time talking about how like every every decision he makes is very calculated as far as like what money he takes and what, what appearances he books because anything that he does that involves travel is time away from streaming, including travel time. So him and his wife do like an arithmetic on what it's going to take to be worth their time. And I was intrigued by that concept, but then I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, yeah, if you could just sit at home and plug in and play, and it's, and it's worth a quarter of a million dollars in cash just sitting at home, 
How there's much? No, there's no. How much are you gonna pay me to yeah, leave? Yeah. How much are you gonna pay me to go to your stupid thing? Right. Right. I mean, when your time is literally physically worth money, <laughs> when your time is literally measured in increments of a quarter of a million dollars, book me. Like, how are you gonna? Like, what's it worth? And uh, I mean, it's just a weird thought, but at the same time, that's a that's a power position to be in. Right. So Apex Games, a million dollars. That doesn't surprise me. That's a crazy number, man. That, that doesn't surprise a, me. That is a crazy number. Um, if you want to come back into this, we can. We're, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to because I because I, I still haven't got to touch on the big thing that I want to touch on about it and connect it all together. All right. All right. So we're gonna jump out of here. When we come right back. We got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. We're talking about influencers. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is now officially open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. This Saturday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! And next Saturday, they've got Pokemon, and those are going to alternate every weekend after that. And coming up next week, check out Hellboy Day on March 23rd with freebies available, including Hellboy buttons, bookmarks, amongst other things. Make sure to make this place your new store and open a pool box with The Adventure Begins. They're offering a 10% discount for a limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. So if you're an X-Men guy, they'll hold your X-Men for you. So get on 1488 and enter the nerd vana you deserve where The Adventure Begins. What's up, Conroe? It's the Captain Joey Savage of Nerd Thug Radio. School is back in session, so let's talk about Cox ATA Martial Arts. As the leader in the American Taekwondo Association in North Houston, with two convenient locations, there's one in Conroe next to the Academy on North Loop 336, one in FMF 1488 in Magnolia. They have martial arts, self-defense, and leadership programs for everyone in the family. For those interested, check them out at coxata.com. And for those interested as well, mention Nerd Thug Radio to receive two free weeks of training. Cox ATA Martial Arts. We teach life skills, we build leaders, we leave a legacy. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. Uh, we're rounding out this episode today. We got uh, 12 minutes of nerd thug greatness, and then we're out of here. Then it's uh, it's just you so, guys the rest so of the week. So sad. And then we're back Thursday and Friday of this week with uh, nerd thug sports and nerd thug wrestling. Um, so we were talking about Instagram influencers, not just Instagram. I want to social media influencers. Right. Okay. So Much larger space. Yes. So we're doing. So we're, we touched on PewDiePie already, and I kind of want to come back around to this. He he is somebody who is unprepared. For that spotlight. The rise to fame somehow caught him unaware, which doesn't make sense because it was a long, slow burn for him. Um, and he had been like the voice of video games for, for a minute. And he can't keep himself out of trouble. And that to me, I it always reminds me of guys in the NFL who just, I always put myself in the position of who's the person giving these people advice? Who is advising these people? So, uh, we'll just kind of touch sports here a second. Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings had drafted him early in his career. 
one day during practice, his knee explodes. It takes mm-hmm. him two years to come back. He comes back for his final season in Minnesota. There's other quarterbacks at work. He doesn't get to play very much. Minnesota releases him at the end of the year. He winds up in New Orleans backing up Drew Brees, who's a great quarterback. And in the system they're in, is quarterback friendly. So he makes it through the whole year. He's healthy. They love him. He gets to play a little bit. He looks okay. Um, come to this offseason, Miami has cut their quarterback, and they have an opening, and they want to change their starting quarterback. So he has a decision to make. Back up Drew Brees some more in New Orleans or go to Miami and be a starter again. And the reason I'm talking about this is because your agent and your manager give you advice. This is where your agent comes to play and says, listen, you've got you've got two roads ahead of you, and they advise you down one of the two paths. He wound up going back to New Orleans. He's taking less money, but he's in a better situation. Right. Better New, for him. Better for him and just overall better for his career. New or- uh, Miami has been a train wreck for many years, plus they play New England twice a year. You're not going to win that division anytime soon, especially not in Miami. New coach, uh, newish general manager, not proven. The only thing, the only reason we go to Miami is for a lot of money. And the money wasn't guaranteed. It was incentive-based. You're not going to reach your incentives if no one around you is any good. So there's no reason to go to Miami. I'll take a couple million less. I'll back up Drew Brees. I'll just soak up all the information flying around in this quarterback-friendly offense. Plus, when if the opportunity arises, because Drew Brees is 41 years old. If something happens, I'm here. I'm here, and the rest of the offense is still explosive and high-octane and ready to keep winning. This team was number one in the NFC last year. So it's a no-brainer. But it's not a no-brainer, because if you just hear the dollars, if you don't know, if you don't have good advice, you make bad decisions. So now let's flip it back to what we're going on. Instagram. These influencers. Guy like PewDiePie, who's sitting on an empire as long as he just keeps his mouth shut and stays focused. He keeps getting himself into trouble. So then you fast forward to the sca- the scandal that broke this week where Lori Laughlin, Felicity Huffman, and several other very wealthy people bribed colleges to let their children in. Fabricated documents. Oh, yes. I heard about this. All kinds of things. One of them, Felic- uh, Lori Laughlin's daughter, is Instagram influencer Olivia Jade. She is beautiful, gorgeous, tons of followers, has makeup contracts, modeling stuff. Here's where someone needed to have a conversation. Lori Laughlin bribed USC to let her in. She makes a video about going to college where she says flat out, I've got a lot of stuff booked. I've got things already planned overseas. I've got trips coming up. I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to go to class. I'm looking forward to the parties. I'm looking forward to being a regular kid and doing some social stuff but I'm not sure how much school I'm going to be able to go to. Now, Lori Laughlin is taking away someone's opportunity to put her kid into school. And the kid is sitting here talking about how much she doesn't want to go to college. Someone failed them in the advice department. Right. Because, for one thing, if I'm Lori Laughlin's agent, it's not worth it. I know you want your kid to have a good education, but right now your kid's not focused on school. Right now your kid is earning at a high level. Right. Six figures and beyond simply by making videos and tutorials and whatever else she's doing. Take advantage of that. She doesn't have to go to school. She can earn for the next five to seven years. 
And at 24 and 25, when she's earned and she's got good money herself, she can put herself through college if she decides then she needs that education. If she goes on a 12-year run where she's a powerful Instagram influencer and at the age of 35 has earned $50, $60 million, what, then what? what, what would have been the point of that USC education for her at that point? Right. Plus, when the, the things she's saying publicly are, I don't want to go to school, why are you investing that money in a, in a crime, a felony? Because all you've done is invite trouble onto yourself, You've cost yourself opportunities, and now her opportunities. She's both withdrawn from college, and she lost her sponsorships on her Instagram stuff. And you've gotten fired now from Netflix and from Lifetime movies. That endless supply of Lifetime movies are gone now. Apparently, it was a couple million dollars a year. Well, yeah, she probably makes like three movies a year. I I have no concept. I mean, when they said that she was like a a regular employee at Lifetime movies, it, it, it didn't even... Like, they probably are just... Filming nonstop. Like, she just gets handed a different script every month, and she's like, this week, I'm Terry. I don't know. But the end of the day is, not anymore. That's gone. No longer. And for what? For what? So that her daughter could pretend to go to USC for a semester and a half? Amazing. Nailed it. Got him. This is where that advice comes in. Where if I'm her agent, I say, listen. That's not necessary. Your your kid is earning at a rate beyond even when she, um, if she had gone to school for six years, she wouldn't make that much money at 19. Right. Like, what do I mean? Again, uh, uh, NPR taught me this. Uh, one of the, the kids, he was, they're developing some sort of like product. And he was like, like one of the kids, he's a senior. Like he's going to graduate in like a couple months. Like he's like, yeah, of course I'm going to graduate. But the other guy's like, he's just starting. And he's like, well, I mean, if you can just make your own company, there's no point. Right. Yeah. For one of them, it makes perfect sense because they're almost done, and so they're not miss. They just got to work hard for six months and balance it. The other guy, though, what am I going to do for the next three years? How do I devise my time? No, I'll just go ahead and work for the company and bank my money. College will always be there. There's several athletes have said that over the years. You know, I promised my mom I would get a degree, but I don't have to get it today. I can play football right now. When I'm done with football, I can come back and get it. And that's the reality. That's the truth. Those, right, yeah. those universities you don't have there. to. You don't have. There's not an age restriction on colleges. Right. And also, those universities would be thrilled. Oh, Hall of Fame running back wants to come to my college. Easy. <laughs> I mean, when Emma Watson or uh, Natalie Portman, she took a couple years off from acting to go to Harvard. I would have advised her to wait, but at the same time, she'd already earned a good amount of money. If she never came back to movies, it wouldn't have mattered at that point for her. Right. She just finished Star Wars. She's fine. She's all right. She's okay. If she's done any kind of financial planning, she's set. And that's the thing. Like, Olivia Jade had earned enough. It was earning enough right now. There was no need to be like, you got to get Scott. Like, every parent of every 17-year-old knows this argument. You're either going to college or you're working. Well, the kid's working. What else do you want? Right. Not a conventional job. Not a conventional job. And yeah, it's a little bit weird, but... It's a lot of money. <laughs> Some checks going in the bank, isn't it? I mean, right. what are you mad at? Nothing. Nothing. And now you've committed a felony. And now you've ruined the, her career, too. Her career, your career, and you might be going to jail. Not a not a good power move there. No. And that's that's the the decision making is what is what blows my mind. What how much time we got here? We got a whole two minutes. Okay. So I was watching some people talk about the Netflix documentary, uh, Leaving Neverland. 
which is uh, about Michael Jackson. Okay. And it kind of encapsulated the conversation that we had had earlier about R. Kelly. Um, we're not going to get into the details here. Everybody listen. Uh, but the Lifetime docuseries about R. Kelly and the stuff that he was doing. And then so R. Kelly was in jail and he couldn't post his bail. And a friend of a friend that he met on a cruise posted his bail for him. $100,000. He was arrested again. Well, hang on. Before <laughs> he gets arrested again, though, he goes and he does the, the interview with, uh, uh, I don't know her name. Somebody. Uh, Gail King. She does, does it with Gail King. Does a sit down with Gail King. And it, he flips out. He gets angry. He's defiant. He, he's, you guys are messing with my life, man. Like, y'all are, y'all are playing games. Why would y'all do this to me? I've given you 30 years. Like, people are just supposed to be so grateful that he's talented that we overlook these gross, egregious decades of felonies that he's been committing. Although, to be fair, we had been. To be, Up as, until this point. As a society, we had turned a blind eye to this. And everyone, Dave Chappelle famously did a skit about him. Like, this was something that was known and it was in the fiber of pop culture. This thing was just known about these guys. Um, but a lot of people now are coming to the defense of it. Well, first of all, R. Kelly, he does go back to jail. Another woman then has to post his bail again and pay his $160,000 in back child support to get him back out of jail. R. Kelly's broke. He tried to tell Gail King he had just opened a bank account and the new bank wouldn't give him the money because he was in jail. R. Kelly's broke. <laughs> like, he doesn't want to tell anybody. Man's broke. Um, but there are a lot of people kind of defending... For for Michael Jackson, they're saying, like, well, he's not around now to defend himself. That's true. But even when he was around to defend himself, winning a, winning a trial doesn't make you innocent of the issue. And... You still went to court for that. Both Michael Jackson and R. Kelly are dealing with the same thing. And we do have to walk a fine line as a society where we say, you're innocent. They found you, they found you not guilty. That doesn't mean you're innocent, but well, they found you not guilty, so we need to move on. Uh, O.J. Simpson kind of has the opposite problem. He has not been forgiven by society because he has been found not guilty. Um, and so he gets punished for everything that happens after that. And he winds up going to jail for trying to steal his own stuff. Um, but we as a society, we, we've kind of... We took our eye off the ball for a long time and we gave these guys a pass. And then now we're coming back to these things and we're realizing, wait a minute, there's a lot of stuff going on here that's not appropriate. Even the girls that were on the show, the defending him, he has two living girlfriends right now. They're both 22 or younger. One of them is the girl from the documentary series who'd been missing for five years. If you do the math, she was 17 when they met. So maybe that's legal in Atlanta. I believe it is legal in Atlanta, but that doesn't change the fact that it's still exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's still you bringing a kid into your house too. And like he just wouldn't, like they were like, they were kept... He kept trying to like mince words about it. He was like, I know women, some of them young, some of them older, some of them fit, some of them thin. I know women. And it's like, dude, that's that's not the right, like, okay, that's the wrong emphasis on this. Because they were asking, like, have you been with underage girls? And he's like, I've been with women. Okay, man. <laughs> were they legal? <laughs> right, right. And he didn't, I mean, he just... It was a, it's a rough interview. If you if you haven't watched it, you should check it out. But uh, all that being said, this is Nerd Thug Radio. We're gonna end on a downer there, I guess. Listen, just get good advice. Just make good decisions. Just think before you do something so stupid that you're gonna wind up keep, going to jail for it. Keep your head up. Remember, all the all actions have consequences, both good and bad. Yeah, and if you're making good money as an Instagram influencer, 
You don't want to go to college. What are you going to go to college for? Right. That's dumb. Just make more money doing whatever you want. Make the money, and then when the money is over, go to college. But just get good advice in the meantime. Right. That being said, this is your dad, I guess. Uh, And it's been Nerd Thug Radio. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. <laughs>